How comforting to know that God's presence is with us in every circumstance in our life. From being thrown into a pit, sold and treated as a slave, to being elevated to second in command in the kingdom of Egypt, everything good in Joseph's life was connected to God's presence. Today, on Enjoying the Journey, Scott Pauley leads us through a study on the life of Joseph where we will learn how to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. There are so many variables to life, both internal and external, but for the child of God, there's one constant, and that constant is the presence of our God. Uh, there are ups and downs, there are, are good days and bad days, there are victories and there are battles, but the one thing that is always the same is the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God for that. We've returned in our study of the life of Joseph today to the book of Genesis. And the last time that we studied, we were in Genesis chapter number 37. And you'll remember in Genesis 37 that Joseph was dealing with tremendous trials, the trials that come from people, the trials that come from circumstances. Now, when we come to Genesis chapter number 39, he is dealing with temptation. And I think there's a, a tremendous application here for all of us, and it is this. There will be in the Christian life, as you follow the Lord, as you seek to know and do the will of God, there will be both trials and temptations. Trials meaning those difficulties that can distract you and get you off course, and temptations that pull from the flesh and from the world uh, that seeks to lead you away from God. And you know, very often, uh, people who conquer in the trials of life then fall in the temptations of life. Remember that we have to constantly be on guard, and we have to constantly and consciously live in the presence of God. And so we pick up our story today in Genesis 39 and verse number 1, where the Bible says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down hither. And then here's the key phrase, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. And he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put in his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. What a beautiful description of the, the God-given favor that Joseph had. And notice, please, a couple of things. Uh, the favor was Godward before it was manward. Do you remember in Luke chapter 2, the Bible speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ growing, and it says as a, as a boy he increased in favor with God and with man. The greater always comes before the lesser. Uh, even so it is here in Genesis 39, uh, Joseph's favor was with God, and because he had favor with God, God gave him favor with man. Some people spend their entire life trying to figure out a way to, to gain advantage, to gain favor with people. 
uh, the old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> well, I agree with that, but the who is the Lord. When you know the Lord and when you know the Lord's presence in your life, it is God who opens doors and closes doors. Remember, he's the one who sets up one, puts down another. A promotion comes from the Lord alone. And so Genesis 39, 1-6, to I believe, is a beautiful description of the favor and the blessing that grows out of the presence of God. And let me make one other point before we go on in our passage, and it is this, that this blessing not only was a blessing in Joseph's life, it also blessed everybody else that was around him. I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced that so many of the blessings of God in my life have been me living in the overflow of the blessing of God on other people. I'm convinced when we get to the judgment seat, we're going to realize that so many of the blessings we have enjoyed, others paid the price for. Uh, Others were faithful, and we have been blessed because of their faithfulness. Others gave, and we have been blessed because they gave. Others have prayed. We have been the recipients of those answers to prayer. And so I think it's very uh, very good for us to take this caution that when you begin to see God's blessing and know God's favor and recognize God's presence, please do not think that's because of you. Do not think that is because of, of simply something you have done and get puffed up. No, no sooner can you know the presence of God and in a moment miss the blessing of God when you get full of yourself. I really believe this. I believe Joseph was a humble man. It would seem that though he kept getting set over people and put in charge, uh, that Joseph was a man who understood this is God and not me. He was recognizing the presence of God in his life at all times. Now, if the story stopped in verse 6, we would say, praise God, what blessing, what favor. Uh, But I read the first six verses of Genesis 39 to you to show you the context of the text we're about to study the setting to this part of the story, because this is very important. It is in the midst of the blessing that Joseph's greatest battle comes. It is at the moment where God is just pouring out favor and not only blessing him, blessing the whole household because of the presence of God in Joseph's life that Satan tries to get his foot in the door. Oh, my mind immediately goes to that verse that Peter wrote, be sober, be vigilant, because Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And so we come to Genesis 39, verse 7, and it came to pass after these things. Ponder this just a moment. After the blessing, after the favor, after the promotion, after all this goodness, after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. But he refused. And said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wanteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. And then I believe this is the great secret to why Joseph stayed pure and kept the power of God in his life. The end of verse number 9, he asked this question, How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? God. Please don't miss this. In the midst of the temptation, in the midst of the pull of the world, in the midst of fleshly weakness, what does he do? He recognizes the presence of God. 
Friend, if you want others to recognize the presence of God in your life, you had better recognize the presence of God in your life. If you want to keep the testimony that the Lord is with you, then you better live every day conscious that indeed God is with you. You see, there's some things you just won't do in the presence of a holy God. God consciousness changes everything. And so we move to this section of Joseph's life. You remember in Genesis 37, we had to learn something about seeing the Lord in our past. I hope you're learning to see God even in the difficulties of past days. But when you come to Genesis 39, it's not only seeing the Lord in your past, it is remembering the Lord in your temptations. The secret to victory over sin, the secret to staying clean and pure and right with God, the secret to living consciously every day in the presence of God is to begin to remember the Lord in the midst of your temptations. Not when they're done, not when they've passed, but in the middle of them. Because, my friend, I can guarantee you the temptation will come. And here's the great truth. In the midst of the temptation, our God is always the same. Learn to live today in the presence of God. Too many times we compartmentalize our faith to a single day of the week, often Sunday. But the Lord desires for us to live in His presence daily. And oh, what joy we find in the Lord's presence. You can learn more about living in God's presence by visiting enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph. There, you will find information about Scott's book entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. You can download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. We really believe that the Lord will use this book to help you learn how to live in God's presence. We look forward to having you with us next time on Enjoying the Journey.